Have you seen or heard of the 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 Sorry what? I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? What? Yes. No pills needed. The podcast. Oh, well, thanks for joining us. Yes. Hi, nice thanks to meet you. Me. Wait, are we starting? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, like, we're recording, but we're, this is not how we're going to start. Well, I... Oh, okay. All right. How are we going to start? Uh, Well, I guess we're going to start like this. <laughs> well, Jonathan, can you introduce me? No, you don't need an introduction. No, to, to I don't know who you're sitting next to. Oh, he, yeah, yeah, she doesn't need an introduction either. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> I don't know your co-host. I'm assuming her name is Angela Kelly. Yes, <laughs> it is. Hi, Angela. Hi, Marley. Marley, this is Angela. Angela, this is Marley. I'm all, I'm like, I know. I'm doing this as if. <laughs> Do you want to know where you're looking at? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I'm just Jonathan. And I am Angela Lacey. And this is the uh, No Pills Needed podcast. Marley, you know, every single time I introduce a show, I never can actually remember the name of our podcast for some reason. No, you should um, have like a big like poster in front of you so you can just read it off. Write like it down. It's the name of the podcast. You need to get it. You need to just look at it. Just look up as soon as you're going to like introduce <laughs> the show. And just read. <laughs> I'm going to start putting it right there. Yeah, you should. <laughs> I will. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. All right, guys. This is uh, Marley, who is uh, on a Zoom with us. She is my sister-in-law. Um, and she is... Uh, we're going to talk about marriage today. Um, oh, fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> See, didn't you hear like a little cutoff? Can you just uh, sorry. Breathe? We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about <laughs> Oh my god. Um, and uh yeah. So uh yeah, Marley, so tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been married and uh I guess your journey. Uh my journey to what? Marriage? Yeah. <laughs> or in love. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I've been married, what, five years? I think, Yeah, five years as of last Saturday. Ooh, congratulations. Um, what did you say? I'm sorry. Congratulations. Ha, Thank so you, you. you can't hear her clearly. <laughs> no, she was drinking something. I was. I had a cup in front of my face. She was drinking something. Um, thank you. Um, so five years as of last Saturday, and we've been together I, I, eight years. Um actually eight years in october as well we met at a wedding of course you were there jonathan um <laughs> you saw the magic happen i did and you, you were rushing out was, the door yeah i was rushing out the door <laughs> didn't know what was happening because i didn't have my glasses on and i'm blind without my glasses so i didn't know that i was actually being hit on <laughs> uh, until like several weeks later uh when i got a message on facebook so that's when I was like, "Oh, that's what he was saying. He was saying he wanted to talk to me, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hear anything um, at the moment. Um, at that moment, um, and then we were what together for about a year, a little over a year and a half before we got engaged. Um, and then, um, yeah, a year later, got married in Jamaica, and that I guess that was the journey. And here we are, eight years later, with a baby." A toddler. <laughs> with, with the a toddler. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. So what uh, advice would you give uh, either single people or couples who are not yet married? Maybe they're engaged um, or maybe they're not even engaged. Just anyone who's not uh, married. What advice would you give them? Uh, things that, you know, they should think about that's that's, you know, maybe often overlooked. Uh, I think what's often overlooked is probably um, living together. I think people 
don't recognize the importance of living with someone. I know some people don't believe in it. It could be like a religious thing. It could just be, I don't know, whatever, like your parents saying, you know, it shouldn't happen. But I think it's important to live with the person uh, before getting married, um, even before getting engaged, because it could really make or break uh, the relationship. Uh, You really get a chance to learn the person's habits. Um, And I think, there's certain habits that aren't going to come out when you're just dating and you maybe sleep with each other's, you sleep over each other's houses once in a while. And you, you know, when you're dating, it's so like, cool, you're in bliss, you know, like mm-hmm. you don't really have, depending on your relationship, you don't really have crazy difficult conversations. Like I want to say with Rudy and I, the probably the most difficult conversation when we were dating was like, where are we going to go eat? You know what I mean? It wasn't like, <laughs> You know, it wasn't anything, like, crazy. It was like, oh, man, I don't want to eat Thai this week. We had that already. Let's do this. So I want to say, like, once you get engaged, that's when you start having, like, difficult conversations about money and what you're going to pay for for a thing. And that really lays the groundwork for when you are living together and aren't married. But if you could kind of do that beforehand, like I say, at least a year before, you know, an engagement is to come if you're talking about an engagement then it's definitely worth it because living with, with someone every day is really going to let you know who the person really is mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's a totally different per- no, i don't want to say totally different but when you're with each other every day you get way more comfortable and uh part of being married is really learning to compromise and deal with the person's everything whether it be good or bad um, and there's some things you're going to have to let go of. You're going to have to compromise on. You're going to have to learn how to uh, pick your battles. And if you learn how to do that, once you're already, like, after you've already been married, it, it's kind of like a little too late. Like, you're just going to have a rougher start. So if you can get that going before you even get engaged mm-hmm. and just get into the swing of things, get into the swing of paying bills together, mm-hmm. get into the swing of, like, figuring out, you know, how each of you guys, even just spend your money, you know, I think those are good things to just get out the way before you're actually, you actually sign the paper. Because once you sign the paper, that like, that's it. Like you're, I mean, it's not like you're in jail, but if you really want to like stay there, you might as well be in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is like a life sentence, but uh, if you're really serious about like working it out, you know, I think, uh, once you get married, you're not going to walk away from a marriage because the person leaves their socks all over the place. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to walk away from a marriage because they they irritate you about maybe they don't cook enough or they don't do the laundry enough. So, But those will cause fights. Those can cause really big fights. So get them out the way beforehand, and I think it'll be a smoother journey. Not that it's, like, smooth. Marriage isn't smooth. It's definitely, there's definitely ebbs and flows, but it'll be a smoother journey starting off at least. So I think that's my biggest advice for single people or people who are thinking about getting engaged soon, live with each other, get to know each other's habits um, on a deeper level and figure out how to work on those things prior to signing that piece of paper. So you know how they say, um, uh, you know how single people, a lot of times they don't want to quote unquote settle. You know, like they feel like if if their partner isn't, you know, that ideal and most perfect person, then they then they shouldn't be in that relationship. What are what are your kind of thoughts on that? Because uh, I feel like that holds a lot of people back. I mean, I think everyone has like their list or yeah. whatever, you know, like their list of like what I'm not going to compromise on and, you know, the must haves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's some things you certainly shouldn't compromise on, but I think the older you get, the older you are, and if you're still single, um, some of those things you're just going to have to let go because it's just a part of life. Like I know for me, probably prior to being 25, I was like, oh, you, you can't have kids. I'm not going to get with you if you've been married. I'm not going to get with you unless you have like a master's degree. Like it was like, you know, like ridiculous stuff. The closer you get to 30s, you're going to meet people who are divorced. You're going to meet people who, who, you know, people have lived you've lived like this whole time. So you're going to meet people who aren't going to check off, um, who, who, who are on that list probably that you wouldn't consider. Um, and I guess, like I that guess my, lady. what did you say? <laughs> I said like that x-ray lady. I told you about yeah, the x-ray, like that x-ray the, lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for you guys who don't know, there was a girl who I was at uh, the hospital one time and I uh, got 
her contact information and come to find out she has a whole teenager at home and she's like yeah. my age or maybe even younger than me i'm just like Whoa. she wasn't your age so. <laughs> no nah, she was oh yeah i thought you meant how kid was your age oh. I'm like, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but no you're right i mean like most any guy really that i'm gonna say i know but she's i'm trying to make her hear me too okay okay i'll just keep yelling um uh, the majority of guys that i'm first of all i like guys that are older than me and i'm 28 so majority of men older than me have lived and they have kids which there's not an issue with that but yeah when i was younger i'd be like no now i'm like all right yeah fine i'll take it whatever you know absolutely and I think you, you miss out on people. Like, I think some things you can compromise on. Like, I think someone having a kid, you know, I think you could compromise on that. I mean, I think it's just something to consider. I think if I, you are. I think some what people, that's, that's a no-no. Well, yeah, it's your, it's your well, own. That, I, think it, I think if you're 20 years old, that can be a no-no. But if you're hitting 30, 35, 40, I mean, it's going to be hard to meet somebody who doesn't have a kid or who has some sort of baggage. Not to say mm-hmm. there's a baggage, if, but you know. And if they don't have a kid or that some sort of baggage, then that that could easily be a red flag. Yeah, that could be a red a red flag as well. So I think I, I think as as people you know get older, you have to recognize what are some things you're willing to let go of on that list, and you can still you can still make it work. You know what I mean? Like I know for some people, religion is a big or like they can't compromise on someone not being. Uh, the same, you know, within the same religious, you know, denomination as, as, as they are. But people will sometimes change as a result of a relationship. So I think there's things like you never know until you give the person a chance. You know, some people are willing to change um, for someone they truly care about. And they're willing to take on like a different religion, a different religion, or they're willing to, I don't know, move across the country. You know what I mean? So, um, I think I think as you as every year every year you I guess you you age you have to kind of reconsider that list I guess. And do, you really, guys, do you guys think someone who does that uh, doesn't have a spine? Someone who will change their own belief system for the other person? They don't have a spine. If yeah, they like do they're it? yeah they're kind of, yeah they're like they're kind of like a spineless person. No, no. You're not changing your belief system. You're you're broadening broadening it. Like you're 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 becoming more open minded. Yeah, and you I know think what, I mean? the, what you're saying, Marley, is um, what I hear a lot. And what you're saying so far is just compromise, right? Like a right. relationship is, especially marriage, from everything that I've ever known about it. It's it's a compromise. You have some things work and some things don't. So I don't think you're spineless. I think. No. If the, if there's something that like you don't want, if you don't want to move across the country, you don't want to move across the country. That's that's something that you can't compromise on. Mm-hmm. But well, moving across the country, I don't think is the biggest thing. More more so religion, because oh, the biggest thing for me is moving across the country. If you, <laughs> well, because reason why I say this, like if you're say if you're Christian or if you're Catholic or if you're Jewish, Jewish you're or Baptist, whatever, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you grew up your entire life, you were Jewish. And now that switches because of the person that you're with. I don't, I don't think, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal only because, uh, one, you, you can have two religions in a household. Like mm-hmm. the person doesn't have to switch. I think it's about respecting where the other person is coming from. It's about respecting their experience and what they grew up in and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, but people switch religions all the time without a relationship being involved. You know what I mean? People switch a lot of things about themselves as they, you know, grow up, gain new experiences, learn more. So it's not necessarily for a relationship. Right. I mean, people can do it just because, you know, this is something new they've, you know, come to learn. And they're like, I think I'm interested. In I think that's part of life. You're going to change. Mm-hmm. You're going to change a lot, like each each year, each decade, things that you never thought you could um envision you know switching up in your life all of a sudden it becomes easy when it's the right time right um so i certainly don't think it's spineless i certainly think people should have you know their list so to speak but you just got to be realistic you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and you got to be reasonable um 
The person doesn't have to have a house, you know what I mean, before you meet them. The person doesn't have to have a perfect credit score. Those, there's certain things you can work on together. But they have to have a car. You know what I mean? But they have to have a car? <laughs> That's your requirement? <laughs> what? Come on. They can't get car. on a bus? That's fine. But, like, just, just I'm not driving all the time. Have a license, at the very least. <laughs> You know, I mean, it, it, you know, it's tough because what if somebody's gotten their license taken away, like when they were like seventeen? And but then why don't you know, they have it back? You're thirty. <laughs> well, because it's like what if, I've known people where their insurance would cost more their, than the car. So, I, so yeah, they they'd I, rather bank the money and buy the house. Sure, well, I mean, or maybe what if you maybe they live in the house and no car. Yeah, maybe they live in the city. I get it. I'm just saying it's one of those things that I just want you to have a license because I don't want to always have to be, if we're going on a weekend trip, I have to drive three hours back and forth. Well, what if he has five houses and he has an investment portfolio, but he doesn't. But do I have to drive to the five houses? Yeah, because he doesn't have a car. She said you could you Uber. Could, what if he pays for you to get for you to take the Uber? Okay, so see, that's a nice compromise. I'll take. So that. you won't know. You wouldn't know that because he would have been crossed off your list. True. You have to give the person a, a chance first. So that's so the person true. may not have a car or license, and they got money. So, question, guys. I have this theory, right? Oh boy. I have this theory that and. <laughs> I'm laughing because every time I say this theory to someone, they're just like, no, no, like it can't happen that way. I have this theory that if you're married, you may have better luck in terms of how many times you're arguing, how many uh, uh, how many issues there might be in, in a marriage. You know what I mean? Because every marriage comes with their own issues. I think that a lot of the issues come from when you start to live together. Okay. So my theory is <laughs> what if you're married but you have your you still have your own place? No. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. So the issues I don't think the issues come with necessarily living together. The the the, the thing about I think marriage people think it's like this simple cute thing and it's like not cute at all because and it's not simple because what you have to think about is you're it's two different personalities two different life experiences coming together that's not a simple thing um so i think regardless of marriage even if it's a roommate whatever you just have two different people trying to you know make something uh work on a day-to-day -day basis so i think in a sense yes when you get married you do need your own space I don't think you need a whole house because mm -hmm. financially, I don't think that's like reasonable unless you, unless you're making money. If you're making money, I think you could have your own. You could have a spot that both you guys can go back and forth, and maybe you know a few hours during the, during the week you could go and I don't know read do whatever you want. I don't know. I don't know what guys do. Jerk off. I don't know what guys <laughs> do like on their own or whatever. Um, for a we few just hours. read and they jerk off. <laughs> yeah, they jerk off and then we read and get a book. The yeah. two crazy extremes. Like, why can't we just play video games? Why does it have? I mean, we do jerk off, but why can't it just yeah, be video you games? You guys jerk off and play video games at the so, same I time. Mean, <laughs> at the same time, yeah. <laughs> With like a flashlight. Exactly. So, <laughs> so I think like when you're married, yes, you do need your own. You can't be on top of each other. Mm -hmm. That's that's. That's the thing, because I think you you will lose yourself very easily. You will lose your individuality, and that's when people go batshit crazy. Because yeah. it's like, now they don't know who they are. They don't know what they enjoy. Everything they are is about this other person. So I think, in a sense, Jonathan, you are right, where you do need your own. You, know, you need your own. You need space. You need to figure out a space that'll work for you. Mm -hmm. Whether that be in the house and whether, you know, the the compromise be, hey, leave the house so I can have it by myself. You know, I can have a few hours by myself. I do think you'd need that because we're still individuals at the end of the day. Like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, even even if you're married, the other person doesn't make you. Right. You know, they don't make you happy. Like you already need to be happy and whole before you enter the relationship and they add on to that happiness. You know, but if you're depressed going into the marriage, somebody else, the other person isn't going to make you happy all of a sudden. 
you know, and if you think they are making you happy, what happens when they leave? Like you're depressed again. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I do think you do need your own, whatever that is, whether that be a she shed, whether that be a addict, you do need time for yourself. Um, but I don't think with marriage, it's simply just moving in together and living together that causes the havoc. It's just two different people that's that, actually, that causes that. That's actually the point that you mentioned is um, someone who find happiness in others. How how would you suggest someone to find happiness in themselves? Because there are people that are out there that are just like, once I find love and they find someone that they love and they're with them, but their whole entire happiness and uh, uh, well-being, I guess, in there yeah. is literally dependent on that person. Yeah, it's not going to work. I'll well, tell you that. Like, you'll feel would... happy for a little bit, but um, you're going to eventually drain that person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You're going to drain them of their own happiness, and they're going to feel like you're just sucking the life out of them. Right. You know? So, honestly, if you're not happy before going into marriage, like, you, you just need therapy. Like, that's something you just need to work on. You have to figure out why you're not happy. And you have to work on it. And I think for some people, it is a lifelong battle. Like, I think some people are just depressed all the time. They're clinically depressed, Um, you know, because that's just something going on genetically, a chemical imbalance. But, you know, you can't really change that, but they will have bursts of happiness. So I think uh, for anybody who goes into marriage thinking you're going to get happy, no. You will have periods of happiness, but it's not going to be this. Like, marriage isn't always happy. Marriage isn't always I love you. Marriage isn't always like I want to kiss you and hug nah, you. It's, it's like, like yo, I'm gonna fucking kill you today. Like, yeah, the like, fuck out of yeah, my face. Some, and it, and that could be like that for weeks, for months, for years, and then boom, you're at this happy place, and right. then you know, so it's a it's a it's a uphill. It, it ebbs and flows. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's why you have to go in to the situation to the marriage being good with yourself. You have to go in knowing what you like. And have like a strong sense of self because when things don't go well in the relationship, which, you know, that's, that's a promise. It won't go well all the time. Mm-hmm. You still need to be okay. Like you still need to go to work as an individual. You still need to carry on your friendships. You know what I mean? Um, and, and move on as an individual. So um, I say seek therapy. <laughs> seek therapy if you know you are struggling with that and i think it's important to have that when you're even in a marriage even if you are happy you should have therapy mm-hmm. wait Marty, you, know I mean? you said mm-hmm. something um that i wanted to ask and it's kind of in the same thing like jonathan's talking a lot about like codependency basically it's not being okay right. by yourself and you're mentioning like your own stuff your own friendships and i think what happens a lot of the time in relationships especially when you're young is that you lose that aspect of like your own friends and it may get a little bit easier with age but do you have any as a you know as a married woman do you have any kind of pointers or tips on how to to feel okay still having your own friends in your own life outside of your marriage and not needing to like blend everything in i'm sure you have you know times with like your friends where your husband's not tagging along right and you've known people who have brought their significant other to everything like no space um what are you what's your feedback there for people who are struggling with that or don't know how to accommodate like themselves without bringing their significant other around i mean i think you know, even prior to being engaged, getting married, that's something you have to have. That's a balance you need in your life, even prior to entering uh, a relationship, because I do think it is a struggle uh, for some people to maintain their sense of individuality because you feel like, oh, I got to blend everything. And it it is a blend. You know, you are blending families. You are going to have, you know, similar friends. But I think it's important to also um, have those own, those relationships that, that you've had prior to meeting the person, because you are going to need different outlets. You know what I mean? Um, and, and as you age, those, those relationships change as well. And I think it's important to, uh, change together with your friends. So I think, you know, my advice for maintaining that balance beforehand is if you are with somebody, you need to, like, that's something you need to talk about in a relationship like you need to talk about hey what do you enjoy 
what do you enjoy and what do we enjoy together and what are we cool with doing separately? Right. You know, because I think oftentimes people don't talk about it and they get married and they're like, aren't we just going to do everything together? <laughs> and then you realize, like, the guy is probably going to be like, well, no, I don't want you hanging out with me and my boys while watching the game. Like, I just want my face. But you don't know that because you never talked about it. So I think that's something to talk about uh, beforehand. I think it's okay to, uh, I think it's okay to have faith. Okay. Um, but, but you need to be okay with bringing that up with your partner and just kind of communicating to each other. Uh, if you plan on getting married or engaged, like, Hey, how are we going to have our own time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How are we going to have time together? Like, what are we going to do for date night? together and then what are we going to do when we're not together what are you okay with what are you not okay with like i i know some of my girlfriends like they're cool with their husbands going out but if it's like a strip club they're not okay with that you know what i mean right me i don't i don't care do you you know just don't embarrass me on the street you know what i mean (laughs) don't don't have you know don't have women looking at me next week like ooh, her husband he's messy you know what i mean this is what he's doing you know what I mean? But like, hey, if you and your boys want to go to a strip club and grab a drink, look at shake, shake that, whatever, that, that's cool. I'm just saying be respectful because you're in a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah that's, that's but I, I think, think those I'm, are parameters you got to set. Those are things you should talk about when you are in a relationship. Those are things you should talk about when you are dating. Because I think when people are dating, they're so caught up in each other. Right. They're so caught up and they never give each other the room or the space. To, to be themselves so I think you have to be intentional yeah about bringing that up because you'll lose friends real quick like you'll end up realizing I don't have any friends and this guy's my only friend if that's what happens so often and I know so many friends I and I was that person and you know I've I've grown into it now and I'm not but I know so many people where their friend group is their man's friend group I'm like, okay, right. well, what happens when this ends? Because they're not going right. to talk to you. This, and maybe they will, yeah. but it's not going to be the same type of friendship. So I right. think that's really important is setting setting those boundaries and those expectations of like, you know, there are times when, of course, like I want to bring whoever I'm with to parties and stuff, but there's also times where I don't want to be near Absolutely. you. <laughs> yeah. And I think you should be okay with that. Like right. you should be okay with, you know, because I think the way a woman and I'm sure a man acts around her girlfriend is totally different than if you're like on a quadruple date right with you know each other's girlfriends or whatever like it's a totally different vibe you're not you may not be as free you know what i mean Mm -hmm. with what you're gonna say there's gonna be a little uh, a little bit of um you may be a little reserved so i think when you're dating like these are the groundworks you have to set you know when you're dating and these are things you can't compromise on if you're willing to compromise on like your balance and your individuality when you're dating um, forget about it when you're married. You're like you're gonna be stuck. Right. It's gonna be very hard to flip that. Like you can do it, you can flip it, but come on, imagine being with a guy for like say five years and you're sweating him hard for five years and that's why he truly loves you because you sweat him so much. Mm-hmm. And then now you're married and you're like, you know what, I don't think I wanna like sweat you as much <laughs> anymore. I think I want my own time. He's mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's gonna be like, Wait a minute, like this isn't like what I signed up for. Me. Yeah, this is not what I what I signed up for, you know? Um, so I think it's important to talk about. And some couples work that way. Like, some couples, they only have each other. They sweat each other. They live and breathe each other. And that works for them. You know, I, I know for me, it's not. it wouldn't work only because I like having my girlfriends. Like, I like doing stuff with my girlfriends. I like doing stuff separate from my spouse. Because you, you all need a break. Like, you need a break. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said it, it maintains your your sense of self. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think, and again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just think if you know yourself going into any relationship, uh, just be intentional about the things that are important for you, and don't compromise on those things. Like I don't think you should compromise on alone time. You know, I think your alone time will look different. Like you probably may not be able to like have a house to yourself. For four days, for five days, it may be like, okay, I got to figure out how to have my alone time in a few hours, right? you know, because I shared this other space now. So I think it'll look different, but I think if those are things that are important for you, mm-hmm. um, off the rip in a relationship, I'm talking about early on, like it needs to be like, let me see your credit score. Let me see your STD testing and let's talk about expectations Yeah, off the rip. You know what I mean? Like my expectations are, 
hey, I need to have time for myself. I want to have time together. And then, you know, you go from there. So you need to list out what you want. Because especially as you get older, there's no time to, like, front Ugh. on, on like, what your expectations are. Like, from the beginning, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. Can you deal with it? Cool. Because mm. people don't change. Pe- people change. When they're older, but, people are set in their ways, though. Like if you're when if, you're like when you're like fifty. No, because no, no you're a busy ass dude. Tell me that you're gonna stop gonna being change. a busy ass dude. There's certain that's things in my life change. that won't change, but there are certain things in my life that will change. Yeah, but you're like you're. You said she she has a good sense of self, right? Mm-hmm. Which I agree, you do respect. That came before you were married, right? I'm, I'm sure that came much longer before that because you've done enough work on yourself to figure out who you are as a person absolutely and not and people have done that so Mm -hmm. like that person that they found out who they are there's not a whole lot of give there but so so obviously every marriage has their issues so as you're working through things in in those marriages aren't you seeing improvements or shouldn't you expect improvements and you know what i mean just so within that compromise because the same way where if you're say um uh let's say financially for example Mm -hmm. a couple's going through some financial woes right then you know they could come together and be like yo let's actually change this because someone might have impulse controls and you know so I'm talking more, so I don't think, so the, I, those are like logistics that you can compromise on. Like you can compromise on you're a spender, I'm not a spender. Okay, let's find a middle ground. But I'm talking about like the core of someone. Like if you meet a girl who right now who's a, loves to go out, she loves to be the center of attention. She's loud. That's mm. not changing. True. You, you may have an issue with it. You may have an issue when you're married that she wants to always get attention from other dudes. You're going to have an issue with that. True. But that's who she is. You may tell her, like, man, you know what? I'm not really feeling when you go out, you need to, you know, be around five or six different dudes. Mm-hmm. You may tell her that, and she may say, you know what? Okay, let me, let me, let me change that a little bit. Let me just hang around two dudes. <laughs> but at the end of the day... No, at the end of the day, that's what makes her thrive is yeah. attention. Right. You know, so if you're going to marry an attention seeker, you can't expect that once you're married, you all of a sudden have a problem with it and that person's flipping. That's always been their joy. True. That's always been part of themselves. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's not changing. Like if that person was a partier, they like to drink, they really enjoyed those things. Mm-hmm. And they're not, I mean? they're not so going to get rid of those things. Right. And it's like, oh, it's learned. Yeah. It makes it, them happy. So it lights up their like happy center. Right. And then what else is filling that void? Right. Me. Right. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> okay. On all serious note, just to kind of, you know, piggyback off of my, yeah, I, what I meant by that. <laughs> What I meant by that is, and I don't mean this in the wrong way, it's just, so your partner is never going to be enough to to just truly make you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to, if that person is unhappy, you're never enough to kind of fill those voids in them. So that's what I, that's what I meant by that is, you know, you're cool, but if they have all these voids and all these things that they need, um, you may be able to fulfill a small portion of that, but you're never going to be able to do all of it. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's why, you know, I think it's important for people to be like as whole as they can be before entering into any sort of, you know, relationship, even if it's not marriage, you know, even if like, I don't know, this person is your, is just your buddy and you end up having a kid together. You guys need to enter that really being whole with each other or yeah, shit's going to hit the fan. Right. So, Marley, you mentioned having a toddler. How old is your daughter? She's she'll be she'll be three next month. <sighs> yeah, it's a great age. Yeah. Um, has having a baby had changes? Have you seen changes like within you or within your husband individually, or you know, holistically as a couple? 
Yeah, I think having uh, having children 100% changes you, you know, as a person. I think for the better. Um, I think, you know, as a mom, I think because, like, moms are kind of, you know, instinctually, inst- instinctually we have this, like, mama bear, you know, nurturing feeling um, that comes, as, like, as soon as this baby pops out, or even as soon as you're pregnant, I guess, I don't know, depending, you you have this, like, feeling of, like, protection. So I think that can take over, you know, um, when you're a mom and you, I think what changes things is you might end up being a little bit more controlling about how things go, like, on a day-to-day basis Mm. uh, because it's just everything becomes about, I need to protect this kid. I need to do for this kid. So I think that changes you a bit. You you lose yourself a little bit because you you do become, it all becomes about this kid. Like, the kid has to eat. The kid has to sleep. So you're, you're... your clock revolves around this kid. So I think it definitely changes you as a person for the better. Um, but I think some things can be for the worse because you, you may develop anxiety because, because of it. You're, you know, you're exhausted, things of that nature. Um, it definitely changes, you know, your partner as well, because they start to see you acting like this. And that, that, that does put a strain on your relationship. It can, mm-hmm. depending on how strong you are going into the relationship. And, you know, also, I think if you don't talk about having a child, like really having a child before you have a kid, like you'll be shocked. You'll think like, oh, of course, this person is going to do these things when the kid comes <laughs> and you you have an expectation. But if you don't communicate those expectations, that will cause a risk. So I think, you know, having a kid, it's great. Of course, it brings you closer to your partner. But I think because of all of the responsibilities that come with it. Um, just because having a kid is a lot of work, you know, depending on how strong you are or you're not, it, it will cause, it'll either bring you closer or bring you apart, you know? Yeah. Um, and when it brings you apart, you really have to work hard on kind of getting back together. And I think just communication, as cliche as it sounds, communication is really the key when you're entering into any big step. In a, even if it's like buying a dog, I don't know, getting a goldfish, whatever it is, <laughs> you need to talk about, like seriously like who's no you're right do what yeah you know what i mean because you think like i think for me i thought like my husband i think is very compassionate he's very empathetic he's just a loving guy so i think i had an expectation like man i don't need to tell him to change a diaper of course he's gonna change the, the diaper every two hours you know because he knows it like i don't need to talk about that of course he's gonna do the laundry and he did it and <laughs> I, I he did <laughs> He did it. He didn't do it because he thought I had it. Right. And and then, you know, because he thought I had it, I started getting angry because I'm like, I can't believe he doesn't know he has to do this. But we never talked about it. Yeah. There was never a conversation like, okay, we're going to be very busy. So because we're going to be very busy, you handle this, you handle that. I just assumed he was just going to do all these things. Right. I don't know where I got those assumptions. Like, literally, I just... I, they were just in my head and I went with them. And when he didn't fulfill those expectations that I never communicated, you know, um, I was so angry and there was a lot of resentment. So imagine being, you know, angry, you have resent, you're tired because you have an infant and you're sleeping maybe four hours a week. Um, your boobs are leaking. You know what I mean? Like, right. And me, I, I lost my hair after having a baby. So I was losing hair. Like, you're going through so much hormonally, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, you need to just really talk. Talk about expectations as silly as they are. Like, I think people just assume, well, he's my husband, so, and I'm sick. So if I'm sick, he's just probably going to bring me medicine. Right. No. <laughs> no. I mean, you need, I mean, some guys don't get me wrong. Some people in general are, are very much in tune, mm-hmm. and that's going to be second nature for them. And other guys, you know, our partners are not, which is okay. Right. You know, it's okay if someone can't read your mind. But I think women, we do expect guys to read to our minds. To read mind our minds, yeah. Relax. Yeah, yeah no, I we do. do. <laughs> we totally yeah, expect do. to read our minds. Our girlfriends can read our minds. Exactly. Like our moms because, can read our minds. Exactly, because it's in us. So we expect what we give to be given to us. So like, Which is yours, a huge mistake. So, huge so mistake, when, don't do if, it. If men say that, then we're bad. If, you know, no. we're just like, yo, we want sex all the time. So you should know when to give us sex all the time. 
now I sound like a jerk for saying something like that. That doesn't even like make any sense right now. That doesn't even you're make any sense. You're talking about being sick no. and giving soup, and you're just talking about no, but sex? no, no, no. I'm talking about no. I'm talking about reading the other person's mind. Like you guys expect, you know, the man to kind of already know exactly what you expect and require from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. If it was flipped, then you know, if a guy were to say some shit like that, then it would come come across as us being a jerk. But that's the thing is that we're not saying that. We, mm-hmm. ex- we it's in our head that we're like, okay, this is an expectation that I'm sick. He's going to bring me chicken soup because if he were sick, I'd show up at I his would house. Do the same. But yeah, right. Hold on. And you're saying that you want to fuck all the time and that you expect your girl to know that. I just use fucking as an example. No, it could be anything. I know. But that's <laughs> just going off of what you said. But yeah. So like you have the same expectation because you know that you want to. She should also be able to return that without having to say anything. Right. But what we're saying is that that needs to be a conversation. So right. if, if oh it's, no, I agree. I, yeah. I agree with all that. Yeah, I'm just that's saying. saying. That's I'm it. just saying the same way I do it. We could we could easily come off looking as a jerk. That's all I'm saying. No, but we look like bitches. No, no, no y'all don't. Saying- y'all look like women who had a child, so everyone favors y'all. So y'all don't look like bitches. No. Y'all, y'all look <laughs> y'all look like nah, nigga. You better do that shit for her. I don't say that. Well, you say excluding the N word. <laughs> no, but like I think to piggyback off of what Angela is saying, you do. It is a conversation that needs to be had because I think if you don't have it, there's going to definitely be a lot of like broken heartedness out there. There's going to be a lot of resentment. How do you think you have those conversations? Because I feel like when when talking about it in hindsight, it's a little bit easier because you know you can be like, all right, so. I expect you to, you know, change the diaper all the time or, you know, change the diaper when I'm not around to change the diaper. But in the moment, I feel like that, I mean, for me personally, that can be a little bit more difficult, like setting those, just communicating about expectations, like what, what is to happen or, or what you want. That needs to happen from the jump. Like, like, for example, if you're talking about starting a family, I think obviously you're not going to, you're probably not going to talk about like changing the diapers and the schedule of the diapers at that moment. Cause you don't have a kid yet. But I think if you are talking about starting a family, I think it is time to talk about what type of parent you're going to be and what type of spouse you're going to be um, when that child comes. So you're not going to fully recognize all the you know facets involved in that until the kid is actually here and mm-hmm. recognize how much you can or can't handle. But I think it's, it's you know, if you're with someone and, and, and you're serious about the person, hey, you know, what about kids? Cool, we can have kids. Okay, well, are you going to be an involved dad? Like, are you going to be the type of dad who's going to be up in the middle of the night? Because some dudes will say no. Like, I'll do everything else. But no, I'm, I can't do that. So then you need to figure out, can can you deal with that? Right. You know, you figure out from them, can you deal with it? And if you can deal with it, your expectation is already laid out. Like, he already told you what he is and isn't going to do. And maybe that'll change, but at least you're not going to be disappointed. You know, at least like you're not going to yeah. you're not going to carry this resent with you because you're like, you know what? He said this is not something he can really deal with. Like for example, Jonathan, Jonathan, that's uncle ever, but he will not change a diaper. Yeah, no, he's like, I'm that. sorry, really? I'm not changing a diaper. Nah. If she poops, she's gonna have to sit in it. I'm oh. sorry, it's not, it's not happening. But Jonathan will do everything else. Right. You know, but I have that expectation. So if Jonathan were to babysit, I'm not going to come home and be like, ah. Really, Jonathan, you didn't change a diaper. He's and, made it very clear. And don't get me wrong. If if it's, like, necessary, I'll yeah, fucking bite the bullet it. and do it. Yeah. But I would hate my life every second of it. Right. Will you change your right. own kids' diapers? I know diapers? you would do it if necessary. Will I change my own kids' diapers? Yeah. Nah, I'm going to get a hose, wash them down, and then they got to put their own. Whatever, Jonathan. <laughs> you're going to get poop all under your nails. You're going to do it. I hate you kid. so much sometimes. <laughs> Nah, I ain't changing that diaper. I'm gonna get nah. You know what? By the time I have a child, I'm gonna expect that there needs to be some robot technology out the there that's already system. doing that shit already. No, but in all seriousness, Jonathan, like if that is something that really, I mean, you'll change your mind, you'll do it. But like honestly, nah. if you were with yeah, someone you know. and you're serious, like you, you honestly, it's something to put out there. Like, man, I'm not really interested. Like, I can't do it. Like, I don't know, whatever it is. Like, I know some guys where they have daughters. And after a certain period of time, they're like, I can't change her diaper anymore. Like that really, it's just something I can't do anymore because I have a daughter. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's a boy, I'm cool. You know, so the mom already knows like, okay, like, cool. I have to work with that. I think when you talk about these things ahead That's gonna of time. That's going to be my excuse from birth. 
Nah, I have when a daughter. Have, like, I can't. Five boys. You have five boys. Like you, you should be okay with I'm, five boys. I'm be like, nah, I can't. I can't. I can't see another penis but mine. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Do you watch porn? <laughs> uh, lesbians only. Really? You're <laughs> fucking lying. You'll be alright. You'll be alright. Solo you know, women and lesbians only. That's all I watch. No penises. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Nah, so it needs to be my my either my own video, my home video. I can see my own penis, but I can't see another man's penis. Yeah, whatever, Jonathan. You'll be fine. <laughs> I can't. I can't. You'll be good. <laughs> um to uh I have a question. So I remember speaking to um uh my boss about this one time about having to schedule uh date nights having to schedule mm-hmm. things like that what are your what are your thoughts on that because i know some uh women are when you when you talk about scheduling they feel like it's that that it's word when it, that when that word scheduling comes out they feel like it's like oh am i like a task that you have to do so right. what are your thoughts on like scheduling date nights scheduling sexy time scheduling you know I mean, I wasn't an advocate of it. Like, I know it's something that has come up in our marriage only because like, once you have a kid, you literally have, like, you literally don't even have time to wipe your ass. Like you forget to use the bathroom. You forget. And I'm not even joking. Like you just forget to eat. You forget like, like I'll come into the house and I need to pee and it'll be midnight. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I I never (laughs) went. You literally forget because like, this kid is, like, especially the older they they get, it's, like, go, go, go. Right. So I think, like, prior to recognizing that, prior to my daughter, you know, being a little bit older, it's, like, I felt the same way. I was, like, schedule. Like, that sounds so boring, you know? It lacks spontaneity. But you really got, you, you have to do it in some way. Mm-hmm. I don't think it has to be, like, hard set in stone. Today's Tuesday. We got to have sex. Like, I don't think it needs to be like that. Come on. But let's go. It's Tuesday, 8 p.m. Let's Tuesday, go. 8 o'clock. Go, 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 go. We have to do Come it. Come on. I'm waiting. Uh, right? The tunnel's Let open. Lay the pipe. The tunnel's open. <laughs> I, like, it definitely doesn't need to be that hardcore. For some people, that probably works. I don't know. I think there needs to be a little bit of flexibility, but I do think with competing factors, yes, you do have to schedule stuff or it's never going to, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think also when you have a, like with a kid in the picture, kid, like say you guys are both working. What if you guys work an hour from home and now you guys got like two hour commute, like there's not enough hours in the day. You know what I mean? Once you then add like a, a kid or two kids and then throw in a dog, I don't know. And then you say you want to work out. There's not enough hours in the day, you know? So I think, uh, you do have to schedule date nights, especially if you don't have family who can just really nearly come through and babysit. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're someone where you're going to have to get a babysitter and you're going to have to pay someone, yeah, you're going to have to do some schedule. It is probably going to have to be like a month out. You know, I have friends who hit me up like, oh, in three months, it's my anniversary. Do you mind babysitting? Yeah. You know, that it, you literally have to go that far out because there's so much going on. Um, and I think with a kid, brings like birthday parties and it brings like all these events you know like literally prior to covid every week i had something because of somebody else's kid yeah you know what i mean um so life gets busy and i think it's about again being intentional and i don't think it's only scheduling time for each other scheduling time for yourself you you do have to also schedule time for yourself because you you can forget yourself you know like you can um, certainly once the kid comes in the picture, you realize I haven't gone shopping. I haven't gone, I haven't gotten a hair haircut. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like it, it you you become, and it's not everybody. I don't think everybody will be that type of mom where they completely lose themselves, but I think it can happen, you know, and it's something, something to look out for. Right. So I think scheduling, even now, I'm sure even being single, like you still got to say, I, I got to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this for myself. I'm going to go shopping for myself, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's other stuff going on, you know? So yeah. I think it's important. Gotcha. Um, just a couple more questions I have for you. Um, what are, uh, I guess the most important lessons you learned with marriage, anything in particular that 
kind of stood out to you in terms of about yourself just or maybe about marriage in general something that you never thought you know you had to think about before something where you're just like oh like i i never thought i would i would have done this and i'm doing it now i don't know anything i i think probably the most important thing is everybody um everybody's coming into a relationship no matter what it is with their own stuff trauma whatever baggage their own ways and you really have to um in general and in life way particularly in a marriage you do have to learn to put your yourself and the other person's look at the other person's perspective before responding you know you have to figure out i think that's the most important thing for me i think for me i was like quick to like respond i think i was more like well i wouldn't do that so why the hell would you like that's stupid you know what i mean like who does that and I, I never took the opportunity to think like, well, why is he, why is this person saying that? You know, what perspective are they coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, probably that's one of the biggest lessons for me um, in marriages thus far is the person may be saying something, it may seem ridiculous, it may seem stupid, but I guess don't react and, and kind of say, well, that's stupid. Like, why would you do that? You know, listen, like hear the person out. Mm-hmm. Um, be, be slow to anger, you know what I mean? And, um, listen to their perspective and certainly take the time to say, you know what, I, I'm going to need to think about this before responding. Right. Um, so that you allow the other person to be heard. Cause I think oftentimes in any relationship, it becomes like, I, I don't agree with you. So I'm shutting it down. Like, forget what you said. I'm shutting it down because that's like the best, most stupid thing I've ever heard. I've ever heard. Right. You know, but I think it's important to allow everybody to to be themselves, to be their most authentic selves, even if you don't completely agree with whatever (laughs) their authentic self is. Like, try, try to understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's what's important. Like people will, obviously, I will say too, communication is key, but listening, I think is also key. And I think that's something I really learned like now my fifth year of marriage is like, I thought I was a good listener, but nah, I wasn't as good of a listener um, that I thought I was. I think I heard what I wanted, what I, I, I hear what I want to hear. Right. Depending on how I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. Um, <laughs> I hear what I want to hear. It's like, you said you weren't going to wash the dishes. And it's like, not the, the person actually said, I haven't had time tried it and I haven't done it so that's different right you know mm-hmm. um so I think that's probably the most important thing that I've that I've learned about myself is I'm not a, a, as good of a listener than I thought mm-hmm. but you can work on that mm-hmm. you know what I mean I think it's important to let the other person know also um when you're wrong and when you do need to you know put out some improvements out there. I think it's, that's very important in a relationship, especially if you've been arguing, um, letting the other person know, like, here, my fault. This is what I did. Um, I shouldn't have done that. Let's talk about it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So talking things out, I think, is uh, is key. And I wasn't much of a talker, I would say, when it came to conflict mm-hmm. prior to, to being married. I would just kind of, like, shut down and say, I would just give you the cold shoulder. Yeah. You know, that was kind of like my conflict resolution. Like, forget <laughs> it. It's over. It happened two weeks ago. We don't need to ever bring it up again. Right. <laughs> but that stuff lingers in a relationship, like giving each other the cold shoulder. I'm not going to respond to your text messages. I'm not going to respond to calls. I don't know. Mm-hmm. People don't call each other anymore. Right, Jonathan? It's like texting now or Instagram. Yeah, I think. It's, it's hopping in those snapping. DMs. Snapping. Stuff, right? Snapping here and there. <laughs> Right. But, but, you know, I'm actually I'm realizing that um, I don't know if you get this, but I think uh, some women would rather give their snaps as opposed to their Instagram because it just has a little bit more information about them on IG. Whereas snap, you don't really get that much from them. You know what I mean? It's so interesting being on the other side of dating because I like dudes just give me their snaps. And, and for me, I'm like, because it goes away because it's not like a thing that stays. That, but So that's what I'm saying with IG. With IG, it, it'll stay. Or with IG, there's just more there's about more that person. There's more, oh, I get to see who, what mutual friends we have right. or any of that stuff. Whereas Snapchat, it's not, 
You don't do that. Yeah. And as whereas with phone calls, you got to have someone's phone number and you can find a lot of information if you have someone's phone number. So a lot of times. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, you get to find like their full name. You get to find where that cell phone is registered, what city it is. It's in and stuff like that. So oh, you can find addresses, relatives. Yeah, you, you can, yeah I you guess can, that's true. Find, <laughs> you, find, you may even be able to get their criminal background. Yikes. Like it's it's a lot. So. But yeah, it's texting for the most part, Marley. We live in a horrible it's- age. I like calling, man. <laughs> but you're you're a rare one. I like calling. <laughs> I like having conversations on the phone. You like having, but but that and that, but that's the thing though. Like with with like relationships, whatever conflict people tend to have, I think people do t- tend to resort to like I'm gonna avoid the person. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like something important to like recognize like you need to tackle your issues head on and whether that be um you know what i can't talk about this right now i'm mm-hmm. gonna need some time to let this like digest mm-hmm. i think that's always um important to call out rather than avoiding a call or a text or i don't know deleting people from your snap or your instagram i think that's what people do they yeah. block each other they block Blocking. each other yep like it's over you're blocked delete right? all the pictures on the post <laughs> it's just immaturity yeah because it it, is, you're but... just not facing your issues, which is exactly right. what you're saying. Is that like if you have beef with somebody, even if you're not married, if you have an issue, like you should Absolutely. talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then even more so when you're in a committed relationship with someone. Absolutely. If yep. you don't like what they're doing, you live with that person. Your per- that's your person 24-7. It's just going to keep pissing right. you off if you mm-hmm. don't talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And these are things I think as the individual who's going to have all types of relationships, like you're going to have colleagues at work, you're going to have friends, you're going to have neighbors, you're going to have a boyfriend, you're going to have a girlfriend. So I think if we could establish like these good qualities in all types of relationships, like it's not going to be so hard once you enter a marriage, like a marriage is going to be hard again, just because two different people, two different personalities, two different families or whatever. Um, But if you're already going into a relationship knowing how to communicate in a healthy manner, like you're not slamming doors and walking out and smacking people and doing all these things. If you know how to do that, you know how to have some sort of conflict resolution, like that's half the battle in a marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, half the battle in in a marriage is about, you know, what you did something I didn't like. Now, how are we going to talk about it? And I think a lot of people marriages go downhill because some people cannot bring themselves to um, resolve conflict. Like it brings anxiety, you know, it brings fear. I hate confrontation. I don't, I do not like conflict either, but you know, once you add, like you're living with this mofo, (laughs) now you got a kid with the person, like it makes life hard and it affects your own personal happiness. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I've, I mean, I've recognized that with myself is that I make it a lot harder on me by not right. talking about those things and right. you know i i'm not married i'm single i don't have a kid and i can only imagine that 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 it just gets more intense when absolutely you don't take that step and and face and talk about what you actually need to say because it's just going to boil inside of yourself and you're not going to feel you're not going to feel like you're over it until you actually get it out Right. And sometimes you do. And, and, and I think a lot of a lot of the issues with like avoidance, because I've, you know, I've struggled with that is you think you're over something. and It'll be like three years later and it, it's all right there. Yeah. You, know, you, you get you get triggered. So I think I think for me, what's been very helpful is like therapy. Like I've done therapy on and off throughout my 20s and now my 30s. And I think recognizing what that stems from. And I think a lot for me of, of where that, that conflict resolution stems from is, you know, growing up in a household that wasn't like crazy strict, but it was kind of the mantra of like, you know, you, in a, an adult says something like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You don't, you, you are not to second guess it. Right. You are not to, you know, your opinion is not. It doesn't hold, asked. it doesn't hold the yeah. same yeah, value. It doesn't hold the thing. So I think when you're raised, which isn't a, a horrible way to be raised, but I think depending on your personality, like, I, you know, I've always been more of like a shy person growing up. Like when I went to school, I wasn't going to be the kid who raised my hand and said, actually, no, that's not right. You know, I wasn't going to be the kid who, you know, if my friend did something I didn't like mm-hmm. to, you know, to go head on and say, I didn't like that. So then that trickled into like, you know, my professional life. 
and you know my marriage yeah. like having any sort of like conversation that uh revolved conflict like i literally had anxiety Same. and i would just shut down you know i would totally totally shut down whereas you know my partner my husband he's the complete opposite he needs to just talk like he just you know he needs to just talk about his feelings and um let it all out which i always thought was weird like i thought he was weird <laughs> i literally thought he was weird like when i when i you know started dating him you know, so my friends like he just talks about what he likes and his feelings and my friends are like so he knows what he wants and i'm like when you put it that way like yeah i sound ridiculous <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> because I think women aren't accustomed to a man being honest and saying what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, you're used to kind of this second guessing, like, he said this, but does he really mean it? Right. You know? Um, so, so yeah, I think a, lo- a lot of that is probably like some control freak factor of like wanting to say what you want to say when you want to say it. Right. And not letting go of control, so... I digress. Um, I don't even know what that was. <laughs> no, that's fine. You no, were track. Just a final, <laughs> final question. And then we got to uh, wrap this up. But um, what and you kind of touched on it a little bit, but yeah. just speak on the, the impact that marriage has had on your mental health, both positive and negative. Um, yeah. Well, negative. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, positive, I, you know, like, I think what, like what I just said, like you, you do recognize, like you are, in this relationship with another person. So you do start to recognize um, the importance of allowing somebody, uh, your partner to be the best selves. And I think that does something for you from a mental health uh, perspective. It does affect you positively when you know you can allow someone to be their, their true selves and they can, you can be an outlet Mm -hmm. for them. You know, Um, I think that that's huge. Um, in a marriage when you know like my partner he's himself here he's himself out the house like he's he can be true to who he really is and he's not living like this double life because you know I'm I'm um I'm trying to kind of like stifle you know who he really is stifle his communication I think from I wouldn't say from a negative perspective like when it comes to mental health I I think I, I mentioned it earlier is you can you know lose yourself and and as a result of losing yourself, you do you may hit a point because you're changing anyway as a person. Right. Like everything, you know, everything you go through is going to change you. You're going to grow. You're going to hopefully be better. Um, so in in being better and improving yourself, you're going to start to recognize like you want more in life, or maybe the path you chose in your career isn't exactly what what you wanted. And when you start losing yourself, it becomes harder to figure out those things. Um, for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, um, it becomes harder to figure out what you want in your professional life or maybe what type of friendships you are willing to keep around or not, or not keep around, you know? So I think for me, um, from a, from a mental health perspective, it, that was really probably the biggest thing. It's like, I didn't, I couldn't recognize like what I wanted cause I wasn't really thinking about it. Cause I was so kind of like enveloped in the relationship. Mm-hmm. A bit, you know, like you're content, you're happy. Right. You're content when you're happy and you're you're not questioning uh, what else. There's more out there, you know what I mean, um, for, for you as an individual. And for me, that was just in my professional life. Like I found that I didn't really think about it because I was happy with everything else. So I'm, I'm happy with myself. I'm happy in my relationship. So I haven't, I, I didn't think about next steps. Right. Necessarily, you know, Um and I think that happened, it was probably like a few years ago. And I was like, damn, how come I haven't been thinking about this? <laughs> and you know what I mean? Because, and then I realized it's because I was wrapped up with everything else. Yeah. So I think really making that time to really be intentional about that. Like while you're thinking about growing together, also think about what you're doing for yourself, you know? Um, and for me, for myself, that was on a, from a professional perspective, like what I wanted to do in my career, how I wanted to move forward, you know? I love the, the theme of... Um of acting and thinking with intention. You've said it so many right. times and I, I, it's not something that I hear often and that it's powerful. That's a powerful thing to say. And it's something that I, I think is over, not overthought, but like it, it, it goes over your overlooked. head. So, yeah. Over. Thank you. Yeah, it is overlooked. overlooked. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a theme that you've said throughout many of the questions and I appreciate your, your honesty 
and conversation with us. And that, that is something that I'm going to take away for sure is just acting and thinking awesome. with intention. So I really appreciate yeah, that's awesome. I appreciate that. This was fun guys. Word. Thank you for, for doing this with us. Maybe Thanks we'll, for we'll, having me. Oh my yeah, gosh. We'll have you on again to talk about other things. Cause you know, we always have all these interesting conversations that we're just always like going at it. So yeah, no, this was great. <laughs> Let me know. Thank for you sure. so much, Thank Marley. You, Marley. Thank you. Bye right. guys. Bye. Yeah. Bye, have a good one. You too. Thank you so much for joining us, guys, everyone who listened. If you listened to this part, oh, you know, we didn't end off with. We also didn't do an intro to this one. We just took the call. So we're a little <laughs> uneven. We're new to interview, we'll so give us a minute. Um, but if you listen to the podcast uh, and you got something from it, I know I did from both. Uh, are we going to connect the episodes together? Well, now I think we have to if we're talking about them both. Just keep... Can you finish? Sorry. Um, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast uh, and you got something from it um, uh, and it was, you know, just beneficial to you, it was awesome. Thank you. This is why we do it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you listen to this podcast and it didn't really do anything for you, you just wasn't feeling us, then... Fuck off. It is the No Pills Needed podcast. Episode six or six and a half or seven. I don't know how we're doing this, but it's an episode. Thanks for coming. Thank you for Well, How do we say we're going to end? Ready? I don't I don't remember. Who are you talking to? Being who you fucking okay, are. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, ready, 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 one, two, three. Thank, thank, thank you, you for being who you fucking are. are. Bye. Peace. That shit was so corny. <laughs> <laughs>